0: Welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you live your leanest and healthiest life on a whole food plant-based lifestyle. This is where you'll learn how to thrive on plants, disease-proof your body, and unlock your true inner potential. My name is Maxim Sigoy. I am a former triathlete, bodybuilder, and powerlifter. I have been vegan for nine years and have coached over 300 vegans to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you today to listen to this episode. Let's get into the show. All right. Good morning, everyone. And welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan podcast. We have a special one for you guys today. We're going to be chatting with Rim, uh, founder and CEO of Miro, plant based, um, just delicious, delish- pure deliciousness. Um, Rim, how are you doing today?
1: Hi, I'm very good in you.
0: I'm good. I'm, I'm very excited that we get to chat today. Yes, yeah, me yeah. too. Awesome. So um, just for people that uh, are new to you and kind of the company that you've built, which I definitely want to dive into the products because I had the opportunity to taste some of them. They taste delicious. Um, love a little bit of a, of a background story for the people listening as to how, what got you started on all this journey of, of plant-based foods and your own transition to, to go on plant-based.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, so I lived in London for, I don't know, six, seven years. And it was only then that I really discovered like what was plant-based food. So initially it started with uh, a challenge and um, I, I wanted to go there free for a couple of weeks. And um, when I went there free, I started to notice like amazing results uh, on my body like uh, my productivity everything basically my energy my focus like everything my sleep so I thought oh my god that's amazing so now let's just push it a bit more push it further and let's try to uh to go plant-based for a couple of weeks and I did that and I I mean it's been probably the best decision I took um so I like I just saw wonders uh, on my health, like I noticed amazing stuff happening. Um, and that's how I really started like to, to, to put a foot onto like this vegan plant-based world really.
0: Awesome. And how many years ago was that?
1: It was almost seven years ago. Okay.
0: Um, and just out of curiosity, because yeah. everyone kind of had a bit of a different brought up as to what they were taught to, to be healthy food. I know we, we spoke a little bit before you're, you're French. Uh, and so I'm curious, like growing up, what were the types of food that you were brought up uh, to eat?
1: Okay. So I'm French, like from the South of France. So Mediterranean sea basically. So um, our diet was very like um, Medi- Mediterranean um, focused. So, so a lot of cheese, a lot of olive oil, which is, I mean, olive oil is of course amazing, but then also a lot of fish, um, mm-hmm. and and some meat. So I've never been a meat eater anyway. I never really liked it, but yeah. I I used to enjoy fish a lot. Um, so so yeah. So this was uh, the diet I, I grew up uh, with. Um, being
0: younger. Okay. Yeah. Fish and like dairy is tends to be the hardest one for a lot of people to to give up. Did you Cheese, find? Yes. Yeah. Like you said, like when you were looking to transition, you were giving yourself a little challenge to cut out dairy. Did you experience any like health issues? Like why why was the desire there to cut out dairy for eight weeks?
1: So I, so initially, so it wasn't mainstream. Like, for example, you couldn't find like you, you couldn't ask for a cappuccino with oat milk or uh, almond milk everywhere you really need to needed to find like the right coffee shop to, to to be able to find this alternative having said that i've always been very curious of um like the the, the power of food more generally speaking my, my mom is an amazing cook and um our because it's a vegetable is I, I i grew up with a like a mediterranean diet it's also loaded in veggies so for me it was um i wanted to try going dairy free just because i wanted to experience and see if i would like it like experience different type of milk um plus i really enjoyed the 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 variety of of uh of plant-based milks. So you have you just don't have almond milk, you have oat milk, you have soy milk, hazelnut milk, everything. So I I just wanted to play around with those things, like those different tastes and and texture and thickness and um and that's really how like what what triggered uh this. Plus on my personal life as well, I quitted a job that completely exhausted me. Like I mm-hmm. I I went totally like exhausted and I felt miserable um, all the time. So I, I needed something that I was ready to, to do anything to get out of this, like these, um, this exhaustion, uh, like constant um, exhaustion. So, and, and I heard so many amazing feedback uh, of people that were dairy dere- dere- free, even if they didn't have any allergy so that really what triggered the the curry like it piqued my curiosity really
0: yeah awesome that's awesome so what were some you should already share a little bit of them but what were some of the bigger differences that you noticed once you cut out that dairy for eight, for for that initial eight weeks
1: so for me there were so i was really exa- exhausted so like for example um I would wake up already a bit tired. I needed, I don't know how many espressos a day, especially after lunch. Um, like my productivity, I mean, was not really, I mean, it wasn't really steady and um, I needed like regular breaks, for example. Um, and and most importantly, when like I would wake up tired and, and that really what, I don't know. It, it, for me, it didn't really make sense. Like you don't wake up tired, right? Um, yeah. So these were really the biggest uh, changes I've seen. And then I saw so changes on my skin. I saw um, changes also on the mood, um, and and yeah, and and the energy level was not the same. I mean, I was two different persons like to a point where my husband also wanted to do this challenge because he noticed all those changes and he thought okay I want to try this myself too um so so for me it was like obvious I had to 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 cut on all those like groups of foods
0: yeah and so that's beautiful. I love that your husband was kind of attracted to that because it, that's usually tends to happen. One partner is, is thriving and feeling better and the partner's like, well, yeah. I want to feel good too. Let me jump in on this. Like, what, what are you yes. doing?
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes.
0: And so your transition happened over seven years. And so now like you founded this company called Miro. Um, yeah. Do you mind giving a bit more detail as to what the company is, what it does and kind of what sparked your, your desire to, to create that?
1: yeah sure so um okay so basically initially I was I was living in London I quit my job and I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life basically and uh during this unemployment period of time I started like to think and to but one thing I was sure about was that I needed to do something for my body because I used to work crazy hours and to really like constantly on sugar caffeine and those kind of things mm-hmm. so For me, uh, the first thing I did, uh, in addition of this dairy free challenge, was also uh, to reduce a little bit my sugar intake. So, and I used to do those little vegan uh, ice cream bars like covered in chocolate. And these were over time, super popular with my friends and family. And, And then I started a new job, which really didn't, I was a poor fit for this job because my competencies, I mean, I was basically sitting in the wrong seat. Um, yeah. My skills were totally different. And um, what happened was that I had a product basically and, and um, in parallel, I had like a miserable life, right? Like nine to five, not feeling very happy in that. So like, I thought, okay, I have something here. So I started to research about ice cream. And I started to research to read like R&D reports and everything I could find. And after about two years, we managed to launch the first uh, vegan Magnum style of ice cream in Europe. So um, there was no vegan ice creams like this. So we we had a, an amazing launch. Uh, it was a big success there. But then six or seven months later, I had to move to the US. So we were like, i arrived to a point where for me um so initially i traveled back and forth again felt exhausted because being constantly in in like like flying between two different continents jet lags and everything is not great um it just like uh kills your immune system um so after that what i decided to do is okay i'm just going to bring the ice creams here in the us and we're going to operate here And what happened was I did my market research here in the US, and for me, there's absolutely no reason to bring a product if there are already delicious alternatives, like you you don't want to compete with people that have put something amazing out there. Um, It's just like a waste of time, a waste of money, you don't really have like a unique selling point anymore, Um, so... I get pregnant uh, after that and I contracted gestational diabetes because of my sweet tooth. Um, And this is where I get the idea of Miro, like reworking Miro, like creating a new range of product uh, because what happened was I started like to try all all sorts of chocolate bars uh, and candies um, that were not only plant-based because it's my ethic, like the, the philosophy I follow, but also Mm -hmm. no added sugar or low sugar. And it was super, super disappointing because A, plant-based food is very often limited to dark chocolate.
0: Yeah, above 70%, I believe, right?
1: Yes, exactly um which is which is a shame because i mean uh, milk chocolate is is so delicious like you want to have like a vegan milk chocolate version or white chocolate so yeah. for me i couldn't find those very creamy indulgent alternative and then it's it was also like very strong aftertaste um or stomach cramps or those kind of things uh, that really triggered um that I experienced, so I thought, okay, we have something here because with my experience in food, I can really bring in something delicious here, and and this is where we we started to formulate those products that contained no aftertaste, that were vegan, that contained less than a spoon of sugar for the whole bag or the whole bar, and, and then we also started to explore like a, a baking ranch. So with baking chips and uh, sugar-free maple syrups and those kind of things. So um, so that's really um, how I, I, how we came to this point, basically.
0: Uh, beautiful. Well, yeah, I, I tried some of your products and they're delicious. And to be fair, that's why okay. you know, so I was excited to chat with you. And uh, I'm making some pancakes this weekend. I got the maple syrup. So I'm excited yeah. to I think, give that a try this weekend. Um, Oh my God.
1: (laughs) It's so delicious. (laughs) But yeah.
0: So the the name Mira, where where did that came from? Because I've never heard before, before you you guys reached out.
1: Okay. No. So basically it comes from Latin and it means to wonder and it's, it's an idea. It's a concept. It basically is the idea that when you pause to enjoy like the present moment or a specific food, it just, you're just transported to another place. And that's the whole idea behind behind the Latin the Latin word mirror. And then we added because it's formally M I R O, but for mm-hmm. more playfulness, uh, we added another another I. Um, yeah, so that's where it comes from.
0: Yeah, I love it. the The, the logo looks great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank um, you. And so you know, for the product, I obviously I was reading through the website. Also, you guys made it uh, vegan and keto, basically meaning it's like higher in fat, lower in carbohydrates. Um, what are the uh, sugars, like the alternative sugars that you guys are using to keep it that low in sugar for the full bar and for the other products?
1: Okay. So um, that's actually a great question. So for us, after having tested so many products that had a strong aftertaste, we really focused on creating a blend that would eliminate the aftertaste, that would have no aftertaste. And to be able to create this blend, we, uh, we, we took like some stevia, some uh, chicory root fiber, and, um, and some erythritol. So basically, um, erythritol is an ingredient that uh, comes from like some, some fruits, uh, different types of fruits. And and it's a very gentle form of sugar alcohol that is very often misunderstood. And and the reason why it's misunderstood is because a lot of industries buy very poor quality of erythritol. So when people consume erythritol, they they experience some sort of um, like discomfort. And for us, so we thought, why that? Because after reading all those reports and, and really digging into the science of, of those sweeteners, we actually realized it's because of the quality. It's not fermented. So when you buy like erythritol that is fermented, not only do you get like a better taste, but you, uh, you totally eliminate the downside, like the discomfort that erythritol can cause. And then there is stevia. Stevia is also, um, it's an ingredient that um, if you don't know how to manipulate, it's either you love it or you hate it. Because when you don't know how to manipulate, you can have a very strong aftertaste, um, and also it's because of the quality of the erythrit, uh, of the stevia that, that is out there. So what we do, we buy it directly from the farmer, and uh, we buy something that is very pure. Um, so uh, and then because of our blend, we manage to neutralize all sorts of aftertaste, so that there is absolutely no aftertaste. And then chicory root fiber, um, it's just because it's naturally sweet it's natural i mean it was really in line with like this natural philosophy that uh we wanted to bring in
0: yeah that's impressive because stevia does have like for some people it has an aftertaste and for some people it doesn't right there's always a person like i can still taste it in my mouth and for you guys like i can normally taste it and i couldn't taste it It, in the bars yeah you guys did a good job with that
1: that's the thing we are the most proud of, uh, I think, because it's, um, it's, for me, I can definitely have like taste the aftertaste of stevia when I, when I, uh, like consume some, but, um, but here they were like, I mean, we were like, there is no way absolutely because it's just, it just ruins like the, like who wants to indulge with aftertaste like nobody. Right. So yeah, it just ruins the experience and, um, And that's why we put so much effort like in in creating this blend. And now the next step is because people are like, oh my God, there is no aftertaste in your product. How did you do that? Can you commercialize this blend? So it's something that we are thinking uh, of doing uh, next for uh, maybe Q4.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, Yeah, it's
1: just that there is no, like it's just, you you can just replace the ratio of sugar to our blend is one to one. So yeah. um, it's so easy like to, to 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 replace it for baking and everything, and there's no aftertaste, no like uh, no discomfort, no nothing. So um so yeah, so that's why we're thinking, okay, maybe yeah, we can maybe we could do that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm interested. I might I might buy some when you guys do that blend. Of course, um, of
1: course. We'll send you yeah. a bag.
0: Cause I'm in the world of, of fitness and cutting and you want to save on some of those calories if you can, but you still want to have that, that taste. Cause you, you know, you want to treat yourself,
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: which is, you know, one question I wanted to ask is you obviously talked about, like you had a sweet tooth before and kind of like having higher amounts of sugar and caffeine just to stay awake and continue going. Yeah. Um, so what brought you to the world of like chocolate bars, chocolate chips, maple syrup, Um, what, why did you go fully on this road of like treats was it did you want to do it like for you or is it like how did that come about
1: um okay so i have a sweet tooth and uh and for me i mean it always like every single product we do always starts with me because i need to um to have this need of this product and I, I also need to crave this product, and um, so it's always like the the starting point. Now, um, the, the this is really like the sum of um, my personal needs, but also the idea that if we create a product that ticks all the boxes, then we could include we could include like a vast majority of people. So. For example, our product doesn't have added sugar, but it's also plant-based, so vegan-friendly. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, we just make it simple for people that if they want to eat plant-based or vegan and they don't care about sugar, but it's a good like added bonus for them to know that there is no sugar, but still the same taste, we know that we can we can count on those people basically too. So yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause I, I just, I just thought of that like back in the day when I wanted, I had my kick of like no sugar and what I wanted a chocolate bar with no sugar, you would have to go a hundred percent. Right. Which is basically like yeah. cacao and cacao butter. And it tastes so bitter. It does. It doesn't, it's not a treat at that point. Right. It's not like you're eating a chocolate bar. And so that's yeah. great. Cause I just have the stats from one of your bars your your peanut butter and chocolate bar. Um, just for people listening, like great macros, 10 grams of fat, um, 17 grams of carbs, but 10 of them are fiber, only one gram of sugar and two gram of protein. And I think I read quickly through, uh, through your website. And I was also thinking of my members because you now obviously in a, in a fat loss space, I'm working with a lot of women when it comes to the time of the month, the, the chocolate craving just takes over. <laughs> and I have many conversations about chocolate once a month for all of my members. Um, and so this is a great alternative basically because i tell my members like make it fit in your calories but like this is less calories and you're consuming a lot less sugar
1: yes and um so interestingly enough once we had someone who so i'm very involved into the customer service uh because for me like if customers are not happy then i need to to make sure that we we fix the issue very quickly and Mm -hmm. if they are happy then um then it's just, it's just amazing because that's what really drives us. And um, one day we received an email from a customer saying, can you please cancel my subscription? So I jumped in and I said to her, hey, okay, no problem at all. I'm going to cancel it now. But is it okay if you can actually just give us a feedback, like either a product you didn't like or that disappointed you? Or And she said, no, I mean, the product are so packed in, nut butter and nut milk and um, they are so filling that I normally like eat a full bar and I just need like a few servings like a few portions mm-hmm. and and I thought oh my god that's amazing because this person actually normally eats a full bar and now she has one serving um, so there, there is no empty calorie really with those kind of products because the, the whole macro is covered like you have like about six gram proteins i think for a full bar you have the fat you have no added sugar um so it's really like yeah there is no air no um no nothing because uh, air can be present in some in some food uh, just to reduce the amount of calories um yeah. so you're basically um spending dollars on on air not on proper food so no it's really like no empty calories
0: yeah I definitely felt I had a few squares with my girlfriend when the box came over and uh, yeah it's definitely I had a few of them I was like I'm good <laughs> this that <laughs> not, that was filling. yeah
1: yeah that's yeah. filling very much
0: and so question for you uh, because from the audience from podcasts and people that follow me we have people from all over the world and so curious as to where you guys ship Do you guys ship in Canada U.S obviously in Europe is the facility is still there.
1: So no, now we have centralized all our operations here in the U S. So at the moment we only ship in the U S we are uh, working to open to Canada. Um, so yeah, but at the moment it's only in the U S.
0: Okay. I'm sorry. Majority of people are from the U S. So all my U S peeps, now I can get some. <laughs> uh, and so for you guys that wants to order some or that want more information, I'll put a link in the show notes and you guys can just, uh, grab it there. Um, And so for the products that you have right now, are you working on any other cool ones that you want to give us uh, some insights on? Because I see here you got some uh, peanut butter chocolate bar, you got peanut butter cups, the white chocolate uh, bar with crispy almond pieces, that one's really good. You got maple syrup also. Um, Any new products that you're working on?
1: Yeah, so we have also baking chips. So for Thanksgiving, we plan to to bring one or two additional flavors. Um, We want to bring an additional flavor of peanut butter cups um potentially a sugar blend and then we are working on a different type of uh product that is more like uh candy oriented um so so all those products i mean i have a sweet tooth so (laughs) it's just (laughs) going to to be like sweet basically so um so yeah so that's really the the direction we're we're taking
0: oh beautiful you're just basically every treat you like just make it yours with your blend and That's then you have a good right. product every time.
1: That's right. But we need to blend the, the adapt the blend from a product to another one because in a factory, it doesn't really work as, a, as in the kitchen.
0: Um, yeah, because the quantity of it.
1: Yes, but also, you know, to arrive to the right texture. So, for example, if we put some peanut butter in our bar and we put some almonds in another bar, the peanut butter will have like a different viscosity than the almonds. So we need to make sure that we, we we provide the best possible experience. So we have to adjust every time a little bit our blends to make sure that we deliver the best possible taste and texture for our customers. Uh, but then the idea is to have like a blend that is super versatile for like for cooking for cooking at home because it's not the same requirements than in a factory. Um, yeah.
0: Awesome. And, and one question I want to ask is how, how long have you been out with, with these products?
1: So they've just launched like a few months ago. So um, it's super recent. Um, and yeah, and, and, and it's super new here. Um, so so yeah, so um, and before that, uh, we kept doing ice creams until we start launching here. So we, we really stopped like very recently uh, operating in the UK. So um, all those things are super new
0: okay are gonna are you gonna ever gonna bring the ice cream here
1: i don't think so because i feel that there are so many great alternatives here of ice creams and i don't want to bring a new product if i'm not convinced i'm convinced that there are great alternatives and great brands
0: yeah i get that and i worked in the food space like paying for that shelf space and all that is is expensive and it's a pain in the butt to try and compete with everyone
1: yes it's it's very difficult uh but then the 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 downside i mean the the upside is that you you're more present in the store people see you from like in um in um on on the frozen ale of the supermarket and then they see you like on the candy ale and then on the baking ale. so it's also very rewarding uh Mm -hmm. but it's a lot more work yes because you need to to um to be super well positioned everywhere and uh, and to work with different buyers and, and to really adjust. Um, so, so yeah, so it's rewarding, but a lot more work and efforts. So for us, like it would worth it if, if we felt that there was really a gap um, mm. or products that are out there, but not very satisfying, uh, which yes. is not the case.
0: Um, awesome. So Rem, I was <laughs> okay. just on the uh, Mirror website and you know, so I saw you guys uh, plan base. You mentioned less than a teaspoon of sugar for the whole bar, uh, but you guys also donate ten percent of your revenue to those in need. Do you mind elaborating a little bit more uh, on that? Yes.
1: Yeah, so um, basically, we are working on a program uh, right now that will enable a checkout to uh, to choose the charity of your choice. And this money, uh, so for example, let's assume that you spend fifty dollars on our site. Then five dollars will go directly to the charity uh, that you choose. So we will pre-select a few charities. So for example, um, like very, um, we we, we want to be able to give the choice. So for example, a charity that, that supports uh, water in, in Africa, another one that supports children, another one for eating disorders, and and you get to choose where you want to put your dollars. And what we really, what we're really excited about is that this money goes directly to the charity. It doesn't hit our bank account. And it's very important because um, a, lot of, a lot of companies say they are donating and we don't actually know if they do or not. And that way it gives comfort and, um, and, and full transparency to, to people. So, um, so that's something that we really, really want to do.
0: Oh, beautiful. Any comp- any non um, nonprofits you guys are currently working with?
1: So um, at the moment, we are working with a charity that is based in Africa that uh, dig uh, wells for uh, for water. So um, you it's basically they um, they put in place some uh, manual pumps mm-hmm. and uh, to be able to get the, the to get access to clean water, and the water is used not only to drink, but also for uh, for um, harvesting and um, and the cattle and cattle and uh, so it's a whole economy you support. It's not just like very specific human human need of drinking uh, clean water. You also support like uh, agriculture. You support. Um, like uh, food industry in um, in a different uh, sense in the like meaning that um, they use like in those part of Africa they use animals for not for eating them they they can't afford to eat animals actually a large portion of Africa is vegan but Mm. they use them because they cannot afford tractors and so uh, they will have cows and um, and other, uh, other animals providing, like helping them um, harvest and uh, take care of the soil. So um, so at the moment, that's what we do. That's uh, where we've been donating. Um, and, and we, we really want to give a bit more diversity uh, and um, offer the opportunity to, to choose.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I didn't know that. I didn't know that they were um, vegan by default. Yeah. yeah,
1: so not by it depends because Africa is very much uh, like North Africa is so different than the center or the south. Um, but you have regions uh, in Africa that um, are vegans. Not. I mean, I would say not by philosophy, but because they cannot afford it. And mm-hmm. I remember when I started like to embark into this, this vegan journey, I was talking to, um, to a few friends of mine who uh, have like an African uh, like background. And they were telling me, yeah, like people start talking about veganism, but we've been vegan for so long in Africa. And, and <laughs> so I think that that's really cool because um, sometimes we have like big. So like, like uh, intermittent fasting, for example, mm-hmm. this kind of fasting exists in other regions and has been existing for centuries. So, but then when it arrives in Western countries, it becomes a hype and, um, or a trend. And, um, and yeah, while it's been there forever. So um, yeah, so that's, yeah, there, there are quite a few groups of people that are vegan there.
0: Yeah, it's very, we're uh, just a Westernized world. We're always the last ones for everything. <laughs> There's a new thing, it's like ginseng is really good for you. And then China's like, uh, yeah, we've known this for so long. And yeah. the turmeric. And it's like, oh, turmeric is amazing for you. And the rest of the world is like, yeah, we've been knowing this for hundreds of years.
1: And hummus and dates and, and everything. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. but that's a, the cool part about, about veganism, because it really forced you to rediscover those those products um mm. or those spices, or um I really. You know what? I think what really fascinated me the most with uh, veganism is the fact that I reeducated my palate, so I could I, I could taste more, mm-hmm. and um, and and now I I don't like complex tastes. I, I like when I I can say like in a recipe, okay, you use this, 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 and That, that that's what I like. Those kind yeah. of recipes, right, with amazing ingredients, and um, yeah, and it totally changed my way of recognizing food, and um, and my palate is is just amazing.
0: Yeah, it, your 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 appreciation for like an apple or like a cucumber or like a watermelon, you definitely taste all of it versus when you're used to eating meat or very like much processed salty foods where it does affect your taste buds and you don't appreciate that food as much
1: exactly i think that so for me uh, following a plant-based diet like most like one big misconception is that vegans only eat salads right it's yeah. it's, it's just so wrong like i rarely eat salads um because I, lo- I love uh, warm, hearty hearty food, like comfort food. And I love dolls, like Indian dolls. I love curries, but I also love like uh, vegan lasagna and um, like pasta and, you know, those carbs, like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. heavy carbs. I just love that. And uh, But the thing is, even with those most more complex food, complex food, like complex recipes, I can still like taste so much more um, than what I used to be able to, so mm-hmm. so that's super nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm really happy that you um, started these products because, again, I really enjoy them. I'm definitely making them a part of my treats, because um, so I'm, I'm in a cutting process right now, leaning out for the summer, and uh, so they're very much appreciated uh, yeah. and come in very handy, and so so these guys are listening again, that wants some that want more details. There's a link down below. If you're in the United States, you'll be able to, to jump on that. And, uh, rim, uh, I want to say a massive thank you for taking the time to, to jump on the podcast. Thank you for sharing your store and your knowledge and your mission and for doing what you do, right. It's not just about, um, coming out with amazing products, but you're also giving back at the same time, which I, I personally believe is, is really important. Um, and so I kind of wanted to leave you the floor. If there's any last things that you would like to share, uh, with the audience. Um,
1: so thank you so much for having me and for for those kind words. I think it just gives so much sense to to what we do. I think our I would say the mission of Mirror, be it in London or here, like in the US, has always been to convince people to do baby steps because, mm-hmm. like health is not about being 100% perfect. Um, you, nobody can be 100% and it's sad. So I think that for us, it has always been of being able to, to convince people to switch to a plant-based diet or a no-added sugar diet or, or healthier diet, more simply put, um, through delicious food. And if it can start with just pouring some oat milk in your in your latte instead of like cow milk, or uh, switching your your chocolate bar, it seems very small. But when you think about it, at the scale of like uh, like at, at our scale, like the scale of a country, of a continent, of of our planet, if everybody would do this small step, we would be in a f- whole different situation right now. So yeah. I'm really talking like um, on the environment environmental side. So um, so really just and especially so I know that you are very much into like health and 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 fitness and everything um, I think it's super cool to uh to be able to to do something that um is good for your body but without um like basically to not count your calories and just because you've eaten a chocolate bar going right after to the gym because you have to burn it out and and that's really the philosophy that is behind our 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 product so um yeah very like epicurean just enjoy enjoy the small taste and 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 it's basically the philosophy of the name mirror as well so um yeah thank you so much for for giving me the time uh to to share our story and for inviting me and uh, and i really enjoyed our conversation
0: yeah same here yeah and thank you very much and um just a a big thank you to everyone listening that made it all the way in the podcast again you want some more details the link are in the show notes and if you have any questions just always feel free to to reach out uh rim thank you very much
1: thank you take care
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Lucky Siguain and on YouTube at FitVegan. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.